0: We are Chris and Elizabeth Servin, middle school sweethearts who have literally grown up together. We have been through the many highs and lows of marriage, parenting, friendship, and faith over the years. And through it all, we believe we are better together. We created
1: the Look Up Collective podcast to provide simple, actionable, and encouraging conversations that help you become rooted in what matters so you can look up and serve others around you. If you are someone who wants to make the most of this one life we have been given and are looking to be more intentional in the ways you see and show up for the people in your life, then you are in the right place. Let's dive in.
0: Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Look Up Collective podcast we're so glad you're here. Thank you so much for giving us some of your time. We wanted to try something a little bit different today. A different type of episode. Today, I am going to put Elizabeth, or she's going to put herself on the hot seat. I have some questions prepared to ask Elizabeth today. Questions she has not seen, but I do believe that her answers will be incredibly helpful to you guys today mm,
1: if you know anything about me you know i'm not actually particularly excited about this but we're gonna go for it anything so let's go for the people
0: <laughs> doing it for the people <laughs> elizabeth what is your favorite and your hardest part of motherhood
1: why you gotta do me like that okay so we'll start with the hardest first okay you know bad news good news kind of thing i think the hardest part for motherhood is just how like relentless it is it's just literally an ongoing like it's continual there's no let up
0: reprieve yeah Yeah.
1: (laughs) it's always like you know you need more rest it's like no just it's not the kind of rest that one good night of sleep can give you it's you know sometimes it can be like such a weariness of the soul kind of hard and that's also why my biggest encouragement to young moms like on the beginning of their journey is the more you embrace the relentlessness that the dishes always have to be done the floor always needs to be swept like they're gonna make messes every single day Like if you think it's a surprise every day that we have to clean up after them or teach them the same things over and over again, you will live in frustration and disappointment. But the more you embrace the relentlessness of it, it will be much more enjoyable for sure. Like laundry is never ending. It's just part of life. And so in making the mundane more beautiful and more purposeful. Is definitely the hardest thing that I've had to learn and overcome. But my favorite thing about motherhood, hopefully, I won't cry.
0: Why you gotta do that?
1: It's gonna be good. This one is way easier, but also way harder, is seeing who God created them to be and to be a part of that process with them, empowering them and encouraging them along the way, like truly helping them step into the people. God created them to be, like to be their biggest cheerleader and encourager and to see the best in them and to speak that over them. I think that is definitely my most favorite thing about motherhood and I think that's what makes all the weariness and relentlessness worth it. When you can kind of step back and have that perspective that all of it is for a purpose. We're creating the Um, The next generation of adults who are going to live in society and contribute to society. And it's just a really great honor to get to be the person who has the biggest influence on them.
0: Yeah, that's one of my favorite things to get to watch you in your motherhood is that, like, as we're talking about the kids, they're always bringing it up about what makes them tick, what makes them special and as parents that we get to steward that time and that's incredibly helpful for me as we partner together to raise them knowing this is where they're going this is who they are this is what makes them tick this is what makes them special and so your fine attentiveness to that has really helped us both in our parenting I believe for sure so yes
1: but i'm also really big on not putting them in a box yeah just because you know they are special and they have god-given gifts they are capable of developing any skills and Mm. so we can be the ones who encourage and if something is important to them and maybe they're not naturally gifted in that they can develop that we can show them and encourage them in growing in that area
0: yeah. So thank you so much for sharing that. The second question is much easier. Third question might get a little harder. Oh, okay. man. Second question, what is your favorite book you have read and why? Tell us about it.
1: That one is a lot easier, but I would say two different books. They're probably very closely tied is Where the Crawl Dad Sing, which is really cool. but It's coming out when this is released, it's actually going to be tomorrow. Well, tonight it will, but you can go see it tomorrow. The descriptive writing and imagery in the book is just incredibly thought provoking and powerful. And it's by far one of the best books I have ever read. And if you haven't read it, I highly encourage it. The second book would be The Nightingale by Kristen Hanna. It is excellent, which I love all Kristen's books, honestly, but that one... First name
0: basis, I like it.
1: <laughs> well, I've read quite a few. And I know a lot about her Just read all the extra stuff in the back.
0: Me and, and my girl Kristen.
1: <laughs> I know a lot of people are really into Colleen Hoover as well. And I have read several of her books, too. And I do like her. I just am very tight, I guess, have this close connection to Kristen. I don't know. But... Uh, <laughs> okay, there I go again. But The Nightingale... It is just a beautiful story. I love historical fiction. So, getting to learn more about history through fiction in story form, I am like a huge stories person. If you give me an analogy, if you give me a story, anything like that, it's locked in my brain. Like, it is just, I learn so much through story. And I'm a visual learner as well. And so, that's why imagery is so important to me. Like, I love imagining characters in the scenes and and so the more imagery
0: the better the reason why i ask that is because we talk a lot about doing the things that matter in your life and and a lot of times that is growth a lot of times that is personal development a lot of times that is us learning through podcast books whatever but sometimes we just need to unplug from all of those things and put our mind in a different world you know like and that's what fiction books can do that's where sometimes you can get true rest a lot of times we think we could lay in the bed and rest and scroll instagram and that's just not the same quality rest as we might get if we just like pause all those things and and put a book in
1: yeah reading as there's so many benefits to reading so you're getting way more benefits than even like scrolling instagram watching a show which nothing wrong with watching a show but there's just so many more benefits and if you're someone who has a hard time shutting their brain down this is like an exercise if you're still using your brain but it's in a way it's in a way chiller way Mm -hmm. than you're used to and i think that's why most people like fiction or they like watching tv is because it takes them out of their present reality into another world and that's okay like I think that's that's also why I encourage my children to read I love nonfiction too but fiction I think it's so important to go into those other worlds or dimensions or whatever you want to call it because that's where imagination happens and creativity Mm -hmm. and it's going to make you a better writer and a better reader like the benefits are out of this world in reading so a lot of times we can think that reading fiction is a waste of time But it's not like, yes, you can get sucked in just like you can a show and you can like literally abandon your responsibilities. And we're not saying that, but unwinding at night fiction is a great way to help your mind relax and get into that chill, calming state.
0: Awesome. Thank you so much. And then for the last question, kind of alluded to it a little bit earlier, but if you could go back 10 years two 23 year old elizabeth you had 10 minutes with her what would you tell her
1: these are hard questions guys why has he got to do me like this
0: i think that it's an important thing to think about we don't live in regret ever right like i like, regret really doesn't help us a whole lot the truth is we can't go back and do that but i think that it is important for the mom who is maybe earlier on in her journey to hear what you would sell her and so that's why i would ask that question
1: So I'll start with this because I probably will get emotional, but something that I'm working on so much is allowing emotions in my life because I particularly do not like to be emotional. I am more of a balanced, even-kill personality Been that my whole life. And so emotions are hard, especially negative ones or ones that make me vulnerable in front of people. I do not like that. So I will lead it with that because... That's something I do wish I could tell younger Elizabeth that it's okay to feel and it's okay to not be okay. And like Chris said, I don't think we should live in regret, but sometimes grief. we can have grief for the person. You know, it's kind of like when you talk negative about yourself, you see that five-year-old in herself. And you're like, wow, you're talking about her. And you would never say these things to her. Well, it was the same thing. You can have grief towards how you treated yourself. And I was listening to a a reel the other day, an audio, but it was super impactful for me. And it said that it's actually one of the Spider-Mans, the middle Spider-Man, and I don't know his name.
0: Andrew Garfield.
1: Okay, Andrew Garfield. Mm-hmm. And he said that grief specifically for someone you've lost, but I'm gonna I'm gonna use it for looking to the past of like a person. Myself, the person I lost, my past self. Grief is unexpressed love. And I think we can take that into grief, into seasons or past selves, and have so much unexpressed love for that person, for that season, for how we feel like we maybe should have responded and reacted. But hindsight is twenty twenty, right? So like you have so, mu- you gain so much experience in life and sometimes we're not capable of knowing what we know now. The biggest thing that I would say to 23-year-old Elizabeth is to have so much more grace and compassion for yourself. At that time, I was 23 and had three small kids three under three. Nate was actually born the week before my 23rd birthday. So technically, I was 22. And I look back and I'm like, oh my gosh, no wonder you struggled, Elizabeth. No wonder. When I look back, I'm like, well, goodness, you were a rock star. But that's not how you feel in the moment. And so at 22, 23 years old, I thought I should be able to act like a 30-year-old like that's kind of where all my peers were all the people with children were 30 or older and so they had so much more life experience like my brain had not even fully developed yet like our brains are still fully developing until we're like 25 26 and so because I was such a perfectionist and I had wanted to be a mom like all my life. And then motherhood was incredibly difficult. And honestly, if I had had them spread out a little bit more, maybe it wouldn't have been so hard right there in the beginning. Like obviously motherhood is hard. There's no way around that. But my body had just gone through so many changes, just one after the other. Like it just never was given a chance to recover. So motherhood didn't come as naturally to me as I had anticipated it. Happening. And so instead of having grace and compassion for myself, that wow, this is way harder than I imagine, which I do think most mothers feel that way, I allowed it to dictate who I was. Like I'd put so much identity into that, into being a mother, that I had lost sight that I was simply a human in need of lots of grace in compassion for a lot of change at one time, mentally, physically, and spiritually. And so Chris was actually a student pastor at the time. And so there's a lot of expectation, whether a self-inflicted or actual expectation of the job, because that is absolutely there. It's kind of sad. Sometimes the expectations we do put on families in the ministry. I know that we are held to a higher standard, but sometimes that higher higher standard is like unachievable. And so it can definitely cause a person to like kind of go super inward. So I would tell her, you have got to learn how to show yourself grace and compassion. You have to learn how to ask for help and let go of all of these crazy expectations you have Of yourself and your capabilities and that it's gonna get so much better like right now the world feels really heavy and I can't promise you that the world's not gonna feel heavy for a long time but you know the little kids that are literally keeping you up all night and day and making you feel like you're gonna pull all your hair out are going to get older and they're going to bring you so much joy and they're going to be able to become more self-sufficient and you're going to be crazy grateful that you had them so close together. Even though it was incredibly difficult for those first few years that they have a bond that is so crazy amazing and that they're going to be close-knit and the best of friends the best years of your life. You know a lot of times people scare you and say, it goes so fast and it's only going to get worse, so enjoy your time now. And I'm here to tell you that it actually just keeps getting better. And so, yes, this time when they're babies and toddlers, babies are the best. Like, love babies so much. Like, there's a reason why people call you baby lady, because you'll never not love having babies. (laughs) Like, babies are truly just so precious and teach us so much but you are going to be wildly surprised by how much you're going to love having preteens and teens like going to blow your mind how much you like it and how much you love it and that you would argue that you like it even better than having babies and toddlers when you thought that that was like your your special sauce and so better days are ahead but don't be afraid to slow down and truly embrace where you're at with lots of grace and compassion and kindness, just like you love to share with everyone else.
0: Thank you so much for sharing that, for jumping on the hot seat for <laughs> a, a few seconds. I, I think that it's really important what you said. Number one, I agree with everything you said and that it was difficult. It was hard in the moment. But I also do agree with you that, what you wouldn't say this about yourself, but you are, and you were, a rock star, <laughs> truly. Like, to be able to, a- any mom, like women in general, <laughs> women in general are rock stars. So you may not be a mom yet. You may eventually be a mom. You may be a mom who doesn't have kids in the house anymore. You may not have kids but you definitely probably know a mom right and so it's important to tell them that so Mm -hmm. if you are in the throes of it you're doing great work and if you do see that mom we've mentioned before in the grocery store like take a minute out of your day and just just truly encourage her like watch Mm -hmm. her for a second maybe like help her you know, wrangle a kid or two. Don't um, ask how
1: can I help. Just help her. Yeah. Just jump in. She's not going to want to let help you help her. her. <laughs> but but
0: we believe that words are so important. Words matter so much. So don't withhold that encouraging thought that you might have for the mom in the in the store at church at the playground yeah. wherever. And it is. if you are
1: like Chris said, in throes of motherhood, the toddlerhood, it is such a beautiful time, but it is an incredibly difficult time and you are doing great work. And I promise you, your work is not in vain. They are listening, they are hearing you. And it's all going to pay off, I promise. And so soak it up as much as you can get as much rest as you can. But goodness, yeah, like I do think back on I'm like, how did I survive? Just because it is it's a lot like you're running on little sleep. It's relentless, like it really is. And so Just know you're doing incredible work, and I think that's why in the Bible it says God gives grace to those with young because Mm. it is a tiring, trying season, but it is such a good season. It teaches us so much about who we are as people.
0: All right, so that was a brand new way that we tried to do an episode. (laughs) It was harder than we thought it would be, but we do believe that, it's going to be helpful. I really, really believe it is, especially what Elizabeth was able to share specifically around her view of motherhood and what she would go back and say to her past self. Because we have these conversations with moms all the time that feel very similar to what Elizabeth was saying. And so if that's you, I I really hope that it offered hope to you. And also if you know someone who could benefit from that message as well to hear Elizabeth share, I think it would be great for you to share this episode with them. Tell them about it and and let us know. Let us know if you like the episodes done this way. Our next episode will probably be more based around just one topic. But if you like these hot seat questions, just let us know and we will do some more of them in the future. Thank you so much for listening today. It is always our hope that you will be rooted in what matters so that you will be freed up to look up and serve others. Have a great day.
1: Keep looking for the good. It's always there.